women's sports are being slowly euthanized. Who's responsible? Is it the women allowing it to happen or the men who refuse to stand up for women or the men who keep stealing our opportunities? I'm Sheila Gunn-Reed and you're watching The Gun Show. Mr. Davis, Ash, why are you doing this? I'm David Menzies, Rebel News. Hi. No, you're not really uh, a part of this. Human rights. What about the human rights human of biological rights. women being human injured by this rights. man? As a mother, why would you expose your uh, kids to because a misogyny? That is my partner. That, that is my wife that you are being. So he's a lesbian. It's not a sport, or it's not. It's not an issue. I'm a registered social worker, sir, and I demand oh. human rights for everybody. Oh, okay. They just. Yeah, what's a biological female? How do you feel about a biological male playing in rugby, man? Thank you. I don't really give a f everybody. Really? Okay. <laughs> I don't know what is a crime anymore. Well, sometimes we all ask ourselves that, right? <laughs> As the mom of a female athlete, I think that is some of the most important journalism work done here at Rebel News over the past year. I think post-pandemic. That's my friend and colleague David Menzies trying to get to the bottom of what's going on in Fergus, Ontario, on the Highlanders rugby team. You see there's a male athlete named Ash Davis, or who calls himself Ash Davis, who has decided that he is deep down in his soul a woman. You see, he says he has a woman's soul, despite his very male body. And he has gone from being the hardest hitter on the male senior team to, I guess, obviously the hardest hitter on the female senior team. And women are being hurt and silenced. The women who are forced to compete against him are being put at risk. And the women who feel morally obligated to speak out are being bullied into silence by men telling them to sit down and shut up and just take it. Joining me tonight to talk about all this and more is my friend and colleague, David Menzies. Take a listen. Last weekend, three, yes, three women's rugby players had to be removed from a game and treated for injuries from yep. hits sustained by a trans woman. That <laughs> just bowled him over. It, couldn't be, it literally couldn't be easier for this guy. Notice the reaction that he gets from the other teammates of Ash, desperately trying to protect Ash from having to face the public. This is the trans woman this string is about. That guy looks like he could be the ref. What the f is he doing? And the second one is, why are these women defending him? There is something in the water there that is making people go insane in this town. I really wish that the female players who are upset about this would start standing up to this insanity. What gets me, and I've just realized this, okay, the fathers that are okay with their daughters competing against men. And that video very clearly shows that the men in attendance are all okay with this. Yeah, they're going to equity and tolerance our mothers, daughters, and sisters right into a bunch of wheelchairs or an early grave. I understand Mr. Davis was the hardest hitting player on the men's team last year, sir. 
How is he being allowed to play against f biological females? You're disgusting. Get out of my face. Stay the f away from me, man. I heard what you were saying before. I think the idea is that you're not being tolerant of other people's beliefs. You think everyone has to believe what you believe. Oh. I think we should just be tolerant. Ladies, what do you think about Mr. Davis injuring biological females? Any thoughts on that? Ash, is it true that you were voted the hardest hitter on the male team that you played for last year? You're the ref, you should be calling this. I hope you call it a very safe game, sir. Thank you. Keep walking if you don't have good vibes. Okay, then. Oh, really? Including a male player injuring female players. That's okay with you? What's wrong with that? You don't have to talk to the players. Uh, please don't touch me. Are you with the local media? This guy, Ash Davis, he, three women on the Stony Creek Camel team had to be carted off the field. How, how is that safe? He's a biological male. You know what, that's not true. Mr. Davis, why are you doing this? You were voted the hardest hitter on the male team last year. Doesn't that make things even more lethal for the biological females that you're injuring? Oh, okay. Okay, okay. I can't, I can't answer that question right now. Oh, is that right? I see these, I see these ladies telling you not to talk. You're taking orders from these uh, rugby players, sir. Well, I'm just here to watch a, a rugby game. So why is this being tolerated, man? Because um, they're not a male. They, they, oh, it's a they. How about yourself, sir? Do you agree with a biological male playing against biological females? Looks like you're giggling. Weird world, isn't it, sir? It's, it's a <laughs> sticky situation, that's for oh, sure. Amen. Have a good weekend. Oh, you don't... Really? So joining me now is my friend and colleague, David Menzies, who has become one of the greatest advocates in this country for fairness in women's sport. Uh, he's been on the trail of the trans-identified, non-binary, biological male rugby player from Fergus, Ontario, who plays on the Fergus Highlanders. His name is Ash Davis. Uh, David has just been really dogged in this. And like I said, uh, uh, shocking, but not all that shocking because you're a man who cares deeply about fairness. And I think you kind of like us women, but you you are... Uh, I think one of the strongest advocates for women in sport in this entire country. How did this come to be, David? Oh, what a great question. I mean, the very fact that David the Menzoid Menzies would be Canada's foremost feminist when it comes Especially to Especially when you have like Archie Bunker vibes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 100%. I'll take that as a, uh, as a compliment, Sheila. But um, it, it, it is staggering. Uh, you are referring to, I guess it's a viral video, isn't it, of what mm. happened in Fergus on July 22nd when Ace Cameraman and Super Producer Efren and I went to Fergus to see firsthand what was almost unbelievable, which was a male. And I'm, you know, don't get any illusions, folks. I know when it comes to trans and non-binary, some guys like to give it the good old college try of trying to come across as a male. I think of Busty Lemieux at the Halton District School Board, you know, with the Z Cup fake breasts. Well, he claims they're real, but that's another story. Uh, the blonde wig, the, um, the skin-tight cycling shorts. But 
Ash Davis, Sheila, as you well know, he doesn't do anything. He's got an Adam's apple. He's, it looks like he's suffering from the onset of male pattern baldness. Got a little bulge where a woman shouldn't have a little bulge. Um, and then, of course, there's the impossible to ignore thigh muscles and arm muscles. And he is literally, Sheila, I would say, a bioweapon. He is a biological male playing against biological females. And his teammates, as you know, they are so woke. They have been so brainwashed via indoctrination. Uh, they see no problem with this. They, they, you know, they went hysterical when Efren and I approached them, chanting trans rights, uh, or, or sorry, uh, trans women are real women and uh, uh, human rights for all. It, you couldn't have a conversation with them. Some of them were tearing up. By the way, in your descriptor of, of Ash, you forgot one, which is lesbian, because this woman uh, in a hysterical state came running up to us and declared that she is Ash's wife. So I'm thinking... Okay, she's obviously a biological woman because I do see the presence of kids. So if she's Ash's wife and Ash is a woman and it's a woman who loves another woman, that's a lesbian, right? Or is there some new category out there, Sheila? But I have to tell you, um, we received some feedback, uh, which was, why didn't you ask the opposing team? In that case, it was uh, the woman from Burlington. What did they think? On the sidelines, we did. We couldn't get any comments. And near the change room, we did offer Burlington uh, ladies to come on camera. They all declined, uh, at least politely. So when we went the following week, uh, Sheila, on July 29th to Waterloo to see Fergus play the Waterloo team, uh, I made it uh, a special mission to go to the Waterloo, man, uh, Waterloo woman directly and say, um, what are your feelings on this? And it was a hostile response. Uh, they were, you know, some were saying profanities. Um, others were defaulting to, you know, the trans woman, a real woman thing. A lot of them, I didn't pick it up at first. They were pointing to their wrists. And then when I watched the video closely after the fact, I went, holy mackerel. Uh, some of them were wearing the, uh, I guess, the symbol of the trans community, the pink, baby blue and white uh, rainbow. And there were others who, well, um, they weren't saying anything at all. Now, here's where it gets very interesting, Sheila, and it's leading to a follow-up story. Why were the women that weren't taking a stance for Ash Davis, why weren't they saying anything? Were they camera shy or was it something else? Well, Sheila, turns out it was something else because a source who will not uh, be identified uh, because we do live in cancel culture. That's the way it is, folks, as you know. Sh um, this person shared with me uh, an email that was sent out by Josh Windsor. He is the president of the Waterloo County Rugby Club. And basically, it was laying down the riot act, um, you know, Ash Davis uh, being, uh, you know, on the field with the other Fergus players. This is all about the Canadian Charter of Human Rights and the Ontario Human Rights Code and tra um, Rugby Canada's trans inclusion policy, yada, 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 yada. And then he ends it with a two-pronged threat, Sheila, and this absolutely blows me away and completely explains why those ladies who are upset about being victimized 
kept their mouth shut. And I'll read verbatim. This is from Mr. Windsor, okay? President of the Waterloo Rugby Club. Any act or behavior that is deemed to be discriminatory and in contravention to these laws and policies will result in immediate expulsion from the Waterloo County Rugby Club. And then, Sheila, here's the other shoe that drops. Any act or behavior that is deemed to be motivated by hate will be immediately reported to police. Can you imagine, uh, Sheila, this woke wimp, this censorious thug, a biological male himself, although maybe I better ask him to make sure, but that's a moot point. He won't return my emails. He threatened these women with suspension from the team, one, and two, what, a, a weekend in the holding cell at Waterloo Regional Police for hurting the feelings of Ash Davis? This is preposterous. I don't, I'm, no wonder no one will come forward and utter a response. They're afraid, clearly, Sheila, of the repercussions. This is a level of hate that I don't think women have seen in a very, very long time. Mm. Um, we've got a man thinking it's his right to co-opt womanhood just by putting on a blue dress at an awards ceremony. And it feels it's his right to steal opportunities from women on this team and hurt them because he has hurt women, three of them one time in one game. And then you have women being bullied into absolute silence with threat of criminal charges and expulsion from the sport that they love if they don't agree to allow themselves to be harmed by Ash Davis. I was saying to you on the live stream earlier before we uh, filmed this that you know, in the olden times, there were uh, periods at which uh, society deeply hated women and reinforced it. Let's yeah. just go back to the witch trials. I'm no, I am inclined to believe there were some instances of witchcraft going on. But if you were just like a groovy woman who didn't put her bun up tightly enough, maybe showed an ankle, maybe was a little bit too friendly with the men folk and knew a little bit too much about folk medicine, like knowing that willow bark is akin to aspirin mm. as a pain medicine. If you knew a little bit too much about that, you might get yourself accused of witchcraft and dunked in the river. And if you survived, they would dunk you again <laughs> because the devil clearly helped you survive. There were times at which women were subject to this sort of stuff, but it you have to appreciate just how truly reviled women are by these men who steal our opportunities. Think about the level of hatred you have to have for a woman to castrate yourself in a very public and ritualistic way, turn your wiener inside out just so that you could be a better woman than us. That's a level of hate I don't think we've experienced in a very, very long time. A hundred percent. And when it comes to the definition of hate, what what would be the benchmark for Mr. Windsor to come up with that? If one of the Waterloo players said, you know what? I stand with World Rugby, the international governing body, which stated three years ago, Sheila, to its credit, mm. trans women, i.e. fake women, cannot play with real women, period. So Mr. Windsor thinks that saying that will be offensive to the sensibilities of Mr. Davis who identifies as a lesbian and therefore it's hate speech and therefore you're going to the cooler for standing up for your international governing body's rule 
That's a ridiculous. The second point, Sheila, is this. Where are the Billie Jean Kings of this world? Yeah. I remember Billie Jean King in the early 70s. Um, she fought tirelessly to get prize money for female professional tennis players. Well, not to the equivalent of men, but at least into the ballpark. And where are those feminists today that are advocating for women's sports? Or is the, I don't know, if, are we under the third or the fourth wave of feminism? Are they so woke themselves, Sheila, and this is what I fear, that they too subscribe to trans women are real women? So we'll stand up for a rounding error of individuals on the planet versus, oh, I don't know, about 4 billion people, i.e. biological females. They'll stand up for them and throw the biological females who they are ostensibly supposed to be representing under the bus. Uh, not in my wildest dreams, Sheila, did I ever think we would get to this point, but here we are. I don't know how society has ended up where social conservatives like me have more in common with the bra burners of yesteryear. For example, Martina Navratilova, she's in big trouble right yep. now. She was uh, trailblazing. Excuse me, there's a fly in my studio that I wasn't able to kill. Uh, she is um, a, a trailblazer in women's sport. And she is in big, big trouble right now from the likes of that horrible little soccer goblin, Megan Rapinoe, um, for saying that women's sports, especially women's uh, tennis, is not for failed male athletes. Yeah, And she beautiful. is in big trouble for that. But that's exactly what is happening. We've we see exactly this when it when you look at Leah Thomas, Liar Thomas, as I call him, yep. failed male athlete, puts on a one piece instead of a speedo, and all of a sudden he's cleaning the clocks of women who've worked their entire lives to be at the top of their sport. Um, and on the flip side, that little Megan Rapinoe or whatever her name is, the one who makes women's soccer un almost unwatchable because of the wokeness, um, plays for USA Soccer complains that nobody watches it and then turns away half the viewers <laughs> because of her politics. Um, she has said, um, she she's an advocate, to her credit though, an advocate for women's sport. Great. Except for the fact that she says, well, we shouldn't be excluding trans athletes from women's sport. Okay, so you're... <laughs> You're pushing for the demise of women's sport? I guess you are. Like it, I, It's fascinating to see the feminists of today not realizing that they are overseeing the demise of women right in front of them. Well, Sheila, you're absolutely right. I mean, if that's her position, and by the way, I have never in my life seen our American cousin south of the border cheer on the early exit of a U.S. national team in any sport than what happened to the women's soccer team thanks to that cancerous element in it. But getting back to the trans issue, we have to ask ourselves, then why bother segregating uh, male and female sports? Twas ever thus, Sheila, with the exception of sport shooting, equestrian, and auto racing, the gun, the horse, and the automobile being the uh, differentiating factor that makes everyone equal. Um, and I can foresee in our lifetime, if we don't nip this nonsense in the bud, if good men and good women don't come forward and put their foot down and at least enforce the rules of the world governing body, in this case, rugby, well, what's going to happen, Sheila, uh, in the decade to come? 
there'll be the male rugby team uh, will get its roster, and then there'll be the female rugby team, but with one exception. All the females on the female rugby team are actually biological males, i.e. the losers that couldn't make the male biological uh, rugby team. So basically what you're going to have is uh, rugby team male team one and team 1A, which used to be called the female team. And we can end this with a logical solution, because if anyone's saying, oh, you just don't want trans and non-binary people to have fun on the field. No, we advocate what Linda Blade, the Canadian sports coach, has long been advocating, Sheila, have an other or open division, whatever you want to call it. Anything goes. You're a male that thinks you're a woman. You're a woman that thinks you're a man. You're up on steroids. You can't pass the drug test. Who cares? Go for it. I'd pay money to see that. I really would, Sheila, because that's the way we're going. You know, uh, I like to joke that cycling is my primary form of exercise. Uh, The reason uh, I'm not, uh, you know, right now I'm merely fat as opposed to circus fat, thanks to all the cycling I do. And I would love, I would dearly love, Sheila, to compete in the Tour de France, but I'm nowhere near the caliber of a world-class cyclist. But I have an idea for next summer, Sheila. I'm going to write to the Tour de France committee, and I'm going to say, you know what? I have a motorcycle that identifies as a bicycle, and I want to compete in the Tour de France with that motorcycle. And not only should I be welcomed, well, you know what? It's good news for you guys, too, because I'm going to set world records. (laughs) I mean, I joke, but just barely. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like, I think about Lance Armstrong. If he had just called himself Linda, he could have explained away all the testosterone that he was juicing himself with, and he would have been able to maintain his titles. But, you know, I'm old enough to remember when testosterone was a performance-enhancing substance, but these days, it's... It, we're just supposed to pretend that it doesn't have a, a separate effect on the human body. Uh, and also, one of the things that I really find disgusting is the treatment of the women who speak out against this. Um, they are accused of being prudes. I don't know if you saw this um, from last week, because you were on assignment most of last week, so you might have missed this. Riley Gaines, the female swimmer who was forced yes. to compete against Leah Thomas, basically the criticism against her after she said, like we were forced to change with him. Correct. He's, he's naked in the change room, just swinging around like a helicopter in the change room. And she's like, we don't, it was very uncomfortable and we felt unsafe to see it. And the criticism directed at her was that, Oh, maybe Riley Gaines hasn't seen enough male genitals in her lifetime. Unbelievable. This was, so shocking to her, like as though that's Riley Gaines's problem with being forced to change with a man identifying as a female. Unbelievable. And, you know, she like a couple of things about that. First of all, when it comes to you mentioned two other sports, uh, swimming and tennis, at least those are not contact sports. And that's yeah. what makes the rugby thing all the worse yep. is that this is not some dude staying in his own lane. This is not some guy staying on his side of the court. There is full body contact and no protective equipment. Uh, I, I can't think of a more um, deplorable situation for a female athlete to be in 
other than the realm of rugby if you're competing against men. And to show you how society, um, at least those social engineers that are making the rules uh, for us, Sheila, are um, so in with the woke social engineering. I always had this dream when it came to Liar Thomas that, could you imagine all 10 swimmers line up, the starter's gun goes, he jumps into the pool, and all nine biological women just retreat to the uh, change room. It would be so fun because, of course, as uh, Thomas is swimming, he has no idea he's the only guy in the pool, literally, <laughs> and he's going all out. Meanwhile, he's there's nobody. He's always the only guy in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, all, the only guy in the pool. <laughs> and... Last summer, I had the pleasure of meeting the mother of one of the Penn State female swimmers, and I relayed my, my dream to her, and she told me, here's why that can't happen. She says, you know, it's, it's a wonderful idea, but here's why it can't happen. Uh, her daughter, as well as the other female swimmers, they're there on a swimming scholarship. Yep. You pull a stunt like that. Uh, guess what? Your scholarship is revoked. You don't have an education. And by the way, because of the wokesters on campus, what do you want to bet, Sheila, that those biological women are going to be condemned as the haters, right? And the bigots. Uh, that's what would happen. We are in a, a really dark place right now when it comes to what I call transanity, Sheila. And it's hard to believe that people... Of yesterdecade, I call that, you know, these people that say they're trans or non-binary, etc. I think most of them are mentally ill, quite frankly, Sheila. You can lock me up if you want to. But once upon a time, we lock them up for their good and ours. We put them in an asylum. We put them in a rubber room. We tried to make them better. And now it's the opposite. Uh, somebody says, I identify as, oh, I don't know, a uh, black rhino or a hippopotamus or a Nile crocodile. And we go, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Uh, what are your preferred pronouns? It is outrageous. And in the meantime, in the name of progressiveness, we are canceling women's sports and we are seeing female casualties on the field thanks to this nonsense. It's got to stop, Sheila. You know, David, from your lips to God's ears, I, I don't know what will make a change unless a female athlete, as you said, is severely hurt or killed participating in a contact sport against a male. Ugh. Although that has already happened. We've seen it happen at least thrice with Ash Davis. And then we've seen it happen. Um, women who have been forced to fight against Fallon Fox. Fallon Fox is an MMA fighter yep. who <clears throat> has undergone testosterone puberty and likes to fight women, likes to punch women in the face. And a few women have been severely injured. Um, fighting against Fallon Fox. Um, it, it's completely unacceptable. And so Unfortunately, I think you might be right. I think we're beyond the point of if a woman gets severely hurt, will this change? I think this won't change until one of us is killed. Uh, and, and Sheila, in the meantime, how about doing this? How about testing this in court? That bully, censorious thug, Josh Windsor, the president of the Windsor County, uh, or sorry, the Waterloo County Rugby Club, he talks about 
laws. This is against the law to say anything nasty to Ash Davis. Oh, is it really? Do you mean the law law or do you mean human rights edicts? Do you mean human rights tribunals uh, that say this is the way it should be? We should be inclusive of trans people. That's kangaroo court law, not the real law. So I say uh, any organization that wants to take a righteous stance says, well, we're following the guidelines of our international governing body, World Rugby. You cannot play. Uh, sorry, it's just the way it is. And if that player is so upset, let them go to the police. That'll be a joke. Let them go to civil court. Let them go to an Ontario Human Rights Tribunal. And really, once that is argued in front of an Ontario Human Rights Tribunal, as woke and as left as they are, if you bring up the prime directive of society, Sheila, which is this, Safety first, right? It's always about public safety. That trumps all. If you make that argument, we don't want biological females to get their legs broken, their ribs crushed, their noses broken, etc. Um, we have to have that guy go back to the guys team. And by the way, we should point out, he was voted the hardest hitter on the men's Fergus rugby team just last year, showed up to the awards banquet wearing a blue dress and brandishing a cricket bat. Uh, yeah, I know what you're saying, Sheila, the Buffalo Bill character from Silence of the Lambs, right? Um, that is furthering my point. This guy has more than one screw loose. He needs to be treated um, by a psychiatrist as opposed to acquiesced by a rugby league. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, David, what are you doing next on this file? Because you've really covered it sort of from the moment that it came into the rebel universe. You were like, this is my story. I'm the guy to do this. What's happening next on this? Well, funny you should ask. Our beloved colleague, Alexa Lavoie, will be uh, making a journey to the honeymoon capital of uh, the world. Niagara Falls, where the Waterloo, where it's rather the uh, Fergus woman with their bioweapon, Ash Davis, will be playing some kind of consolation game against, I think they're called the Niagara Wasps. And um, truth be told, it's because I'm committed to the journalism conference coming up this weekend. Otherwise, I'd be there uh, for a third attempt. But it's a happy accident, Sheila, because I think this needs a woman's voice like Alexa. Yeah. And I wonder if she will be treated differently. I don't suspect so, because we see behind the scenes that the people running these clubs in the league and uh, Rugby Ontario and Rugby Canada um, are threatening biological women to shut the hell up or else you're off the squad or maybe in a jail cell. It is absolutely egregious and outrageous. So I can hardly wait to see uh, Alexa bring her brand of journalism to Niagara Falls. And um, we'll see if they uh, treat a uh, biological female. I'm pretty darn sure Alexa Lavoie is a biological female. We'll see if the biological female players treat Alexa any differently. Uh, so that is the next step. And I think there's another follow-up. You, of all people, Sheila Gunn-Reed, tipped me off that there was some nonsense going on in Alberta regarding a boy identifying as a girl. And somehow, some way, the Alberta rugby people 
uh, nipped that in the bud. He ain't playing with the girls anymore. So the question arises, doesn't it, Sheila? If Alberta can do it, why can't Ontario? Right? We're under the same laws and rules and regulations and everything else. But if Alberta can say, you know what? We are following the international governing body of rugby, world rugby, and you go and play with the boys, um, then surely Ontario can do it. And, and one last thing, speaking as a male, speaking as someone who considers himself to be a gentleman and who believes in chivalry, I can't get into the head of any man that would dare game the system this way, especially when it comes to a contact sport like rugby, Sheila. Like one of the questions I had for Ash Davis was, how could you? How could you do this? I mean, the very idea to be uh, at the least groping biological females in those scrums and at the worst injuring players, you mentioned three times. That was just three times in one game. That was in June, Sheila, against the Stony Creek Camels team. Um, how could you, as a man who should be a gentleman, who should be practicing, you know, the edicts of chivalry, how could you do this to biological female that through no, me females that through no fault of their own, uh, Sheila, are at an inherent disadvantage? Shame on you, Mr. Ash, you fake, phony lesbian. Yeah, nothing changed but the pronouns there, hey? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Married to the same lady, still playing rugby, doesn't look any different. He just changed his pronouns and we're all supposed to be like, oh, magic. Yeah. But with the pronouns are the magic wand that changes them into a woman all of a sudden. David, uh, I'm so proud of the work that you're doing on this file. Um, I'm I'm so proud of your advocacy for women um, and girls like my daughter who play the sport. And um, again, I remain surprised <laughs> that you are the strong one of the strongest advocates for female sport in this country outside of a handful. Um, you know, there's a power lifter and Coach Linda um, and Barbara Kay and then I guess David Menzies. <laughs> Do, you know what, Sheila? You're 100%. Doesn't that speak volumes that mm -hmm. of, of how far planet Earth has transitioned into clown world that somebody like me is considered to be a feminist when it comes to fighting for the rights of uh, female sportswomen. Uh, geez, Sheila, I have no words. It's unbelievable. Well, and chivalry is dead, and I think uh, modern feminism is probably the murderer. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Good point. Uh, David, thanks so much for coming on the show. You're always a fan favorite. I get lots of emails saying, like, oh, that's so fun when David's on the show. you got to have him on more. But um, I'm so happy I, for you, yeah. Sheila. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, David. Well, friends, we've come to the portion of this show wherein we invite your viewer feedback. Unlike the mainstream media, we actually care about what you think about the work that we do here at Rebel News. It's the reason we leave our comment section open. Again, unlike the mainstream media. And it's the reason I give out my email address right now. Sheila at rebelnews.com. Put gun show letters in the subject line so that I know that the letter you're sending me is about a show that I've done as opposed to one of the daily stories or the live stream work that I've done. So helps me identify the letter that is for this right now. But also don't hesitate to leave a comment on any of the platforms where you might be watching us. So... 
if you're watching the free show on Rumble, uh, leave a comment there, maybe on YouTube also, if you're sitting through a couple ads while the ads are going so that you can watch the free show, just leave me a little comment and I'll wander over there and I'll take a look. And who knows, you might just end up being featured on the show. Now, today's letter comes to me from Carol. And Carol writes me about last week's show with my friend and colleague, Kian Simone, my filmmaking partner on the, I'm just going to say it, hit documentary, <laughs> Church Under Fire, Canada's War on Christianity. And our documentary details uh, a few, most of the congregations that stood up to the government lockdowns when the COVID lockdowns came to the churches and uh, the trials that their congregations went through and the troubles that the men faced, all in the name of religious freedom and truly for standing up for all of our rights. So Keen and I were talking about how we are launching another tour of the documentary. We, we went like across the country multiple times over the course of, well, I think it was 11 days all in, nine on flights and then two back-to-back -back showings in Calgary, which involved some travel for me. And we came home to popular demand. People who had seen it told their friends and their friends said, oh, you got to bring it to my town. Um, and so we were able to find venues. And so we have a screening in BC coming up, actually a couple screenings in BC. And then um, we have more screenings in Alberta. We're doing a tour from the bottom of the province all the way to almost the top. So Lethbridge to Grand Prairie uh, towards the end of the month. If you want to see details um, and buy tickets and please... If you are thinking about buying tickets, I say this all the time, but I am, uh, I cannot make it clear enough. If you're thinking about buying tickets, buy the tickets. They're not that expensive um, because these shows always, always sell out. And then I get people emailing me the day of saying, Sheila, can you get me into the venue? And I just can't change the fire code. Well, we put as many people in there as we possibly can. We want as many eyeballs on this work as possible. But I cannot change, you know, the municipal bylaws <laughs> wherein we are. So uh, uh, if you are thinking about getting a ticket, pick one up. Just pick one up. If you don't use it, give it away or sell it. <laughs> but uh, don't uh, miss out is what I'm saying. Because if you are thinking about it and you definitely will want to watch it, um, it will be too late by the time you figure out that you actually do want to go. So anyway, today's letter comes to me from Carol, who watched last week's show, and she said, I listened to your show today with Kian regarding the documentary Church Under Fire. I was excited to hear that you guys are touring BC. What are the possibilities of coming to the interior and more specifically Prince George? Look, I love the interior of BC. I don't know why it's in BC. <laughs> it's like very, very, very Albertan, very Bible belty. I feel very much at home there. Um, I love Merritt, uh, the Country Music Hall of Fame is there. Um, and uh, it, like, it's, it's like rodeo country, ranch country. I feel super duper at home in the interior. Anyway, there's a large group of freedom-minded people here. I'm confident we could sell out a venue. I'm sure that Fort St. John would do well also. Yeah, Fort St. John is a very conservative place. And again, not sure why it's in BC. <laughs> um, also, they're only two hours-ish away from Grand Prairie. That is true. Um, the Pine Pass is a beautiful drive. And if you go through Hudson Hope, it's a little more scenic than going through Dawson Creek. I like Dawson Creek. Don't drag Dawson Creek. Uh, thank you for your dedication, hard work, and no BS view on life. It's refreshing to hear. Warm regards, Carol. Well, Carol, if you have ideas about a venue, uh, a date, there is a contact 
link on churchunderfiremovie.com. Um, and Kian and I are doing our best to bring the documentary to as many places as possible. And while we could probably sell a DVD to a bunch of people, I, I really appreciate the in-person experience and being there so that people can ask Kian and me questions about, you know, why we made the documentary, what was the documentary um, experience like, or why certain things are not in the documentary. There are some questions about that. So I like the in-person experience. Uh, I would like to have it with you. Uh, just go to churchunderfiremovie.com. Also, if if you're not Carol, I'm speaking directly to Carol, but if you're not Carol and you are um, a, a church group or a, an organization or a freedom group, or maybe you're just uh, somebody who owns a venue who says, I would love to host a whole, a sold out show of this really cool documentary that tells the other side of this story. You can reach out to us there too. Excuse me, there's a fly in here that is just driving me crazy. Um, but reach out to us there too. It's um, at churchunderfiremovie.com. That's it. Well, guys, that's the show for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, my goodness, this fly. <laughs> I'll see everybody back in the same time, in the same place next week. And as always, remember, don't let the government tell you that you've had too much to think.